Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. Consistency and just showing up every day for the battle and just being consistent is key to long-term success. But on the other hand, finding things that get you excited about going to work and creating things is also important. But you can't have shiny object syndrome where you're constantly creating new projects and not getting traction on your what got you there in the first place. This is the Business Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Edwin Frondoza. Welcome. How are you? How is your day going? Thank you for joining me. This is episode number 105, and my guest today is Adrian Salomonovich. He is the co-author of Free PR and previously co-founder of DNA11 and Canvas Pop, which he bootstrapped to eight figures worth of sales. Currently, he spends a lot of time speaking with business leaders, investing, and advising with startups. He is a PR expert who is passionate about helping entrepreneurs reach mainstream success using the power of earned media. His companies have been featured in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, The Today Show, Fast Company, Forbes, just to name a few. In today's episode, Adrian and I discuss how you can use the power of free PR using the media like podcasts, television, print publications to get your own word out for free. You'll discover how you, yes, you, the emerging business leader, how you could build an internal PR team and why e-courses are the best learning tool to upscale your career and your business. The Business Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Slingshot VoIP, a leader in business voice AI technology systems that help companies align and understand what the customers are saying when they are calling in. The Business Leadership Podcast is a friend of the ITWC Podcast Network and supported by our media partner, IT World Canada. Thank you to those who who left a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate you. This latest one is from Maggie NR, and they write, entertaining and meaningful. Thanks, Edwin. Thank you, Maggie. I really appreciate you and your super kind words. So when you rate and leave a review, I will read it out on the next episode. Now, here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Adrian. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'm super excited to have you. But Adrian, before we get into this interview, this discussion, um, can you start off by introducing yourself to our listeners today? Tell us who is Adrian and what does he like doing when he's not helping, growing, or helping and scaling businesses? Well, I'm a, I, basically, it's all I do. I'm a lifetime uh, entrepreneur, <laughs> uh, serial entrepreneur. I've started uh, several companies. Um, if you can go really far back to the age of 16 was when I started my first company. But I guess more recently, um, co-founder of Canvas Pop, a company that we scaled to eight figures using the power of free media and free PR. Um, before that, DNA 11, which was a really unique company in the consumer genomics space. So we were one of the first companies to take consumer's DNA, in this case, cheek swabs, and uh, turn them actually into art. So we take photographs of your DNA and turn it into a uh, beautiful piece of personalized art. We got a ton of press for that back in the day. And then we started Canvas Pop after that. 
Previous to that, I was been a, a lifelong consultant and sort of e-commerce expert. I also helped to launch MyFacts.com by building out their first uh, web like their web presence, helping them, advising them. And that company was eventually bought for about $220 million. So that was what I did before Canvas Pop and DNA 11. Today, if you fast forward to today, I've exited Canvas Pop recently. We raised a venture capital round. And about a year later, uh, I decided it was time to uh, to exit. And now I'm a author, consultant, advisor, investor, and author of the book, Free PR. Well, that's amazing. And uh, short story, I know that the MyFax software from years ago, holy cow. So, so you were, you, were, you were the guy behind that website, huh? I was the guy behind the brand and helping them launch that and really saw firsthand the power of being able to do uh, B2B or uh, B2B SaaS plays and how to scale those up. I saw that firsthand and realized that it's probably a good idea to start my own company after that. So here, here we are 10 years later. Uh, I'm back to actually back to where I was back then, which is really an independent advisor and consultant to over dozens of companies. And in fact, hundreds of companies, if you include all the work I do on Clarity FM as a on-demand consultant there and also through 500 startups and other organizations. So I, I'm back to advisor status until I do my next startup. Well, man, I'm I'm excited to have you here, and we'll definitely post all those links, like Clarity and everything, any resources that you do mention on the po- uh, on the podcast page for those who are interested and are listening at this point. So, Adrian, since you're not not that you're going through a transition this this point, maybe if you could share with us right now your current work, um, you know, your focus, and perhaps ideally, and and maybe one of our listeners we can help like what are you trying to accomplish over the next six to 12 months well one of the biggest things that i've learned over the last almost 15 years of being in in business is the power of free pr using the media podcasts uh, television print publications digital to get your word out for free so especially when you're a startup and you don't have a huge budget and you can't necessarily afford to do just paid advertising uh, i feel one of the most ignored and undervalued but most valuable sources of, of attention is earned media or PR. And so what I'm doing now with the book and with the platform really is teaching companies how to bring PR in-house and do it for free. And so we've created a um, uh, e-course called PR Bootcamp which is an eight week course that people can take and they can, it's all, you know, it's all delivered via video and there's weekly coaching calls. And it's really a way for me to be able to advise hundreds of companies and scale because you can only do so much advisory work one-on-one. And this allows me to have a wider reach, help more people and allow them to take the, learn everything I've learned over the last 10 years on their own pace over a digital platform. And so that's what I'm really focusing on is this e-course called PR Bootcamp. And I'll give you a link to that so people can check it out. Yeah, no problem. And some of the things with PR and obviously having started and scaled companies and advising many startups and entrepreneurs, like why is it important to bring this like expertise in-house from your point of view? Well, I think that PR is about storytelling. It's about selling your story to the media. And I would argue that few people are better equipped to do that than the founders themselves. The media love to hear from founders because they're able to tell their story, their backstory, what they're working on and what they're passionate about better than anyone. Um, but as you scale as a, as a co-founder, you can't be expected to do all the media outreach yourself. And so that's the reason we wanted to create this course 
because we believe that with a with this course and with the book, anybody can learn to pitch the media. But given the choice between a PR firm or outsourcing this to a publicist or finding a person, a junior person in-house that's eager to learn, has that hustle, we can teach almost anybody to do it for you. And the advantage of having it in-house is not only is it much, much, much cheaper than hiring a PR firm, you also get the advantage of having media outreach 365 days a year. And we believe PR is something you do all year. And in the course, in the book, we teach people how to do that. So for for the listeners who may not be a founder or co-founder and maybe just an emerging business leader, when you talk about, you know, having PR outreach or, or press outreach 365 days, like what is that opposed to at this point? Well, it's opposed to doing nothing. A lot of companies don't do anything. They they simply buy advertising and then uh, are sort of become slaves to the Facebook advertising or Instagram advertising or LinkedIn advertising, whatever paid channels are out there. And let's face it, advertising works or else it wouldn't exist. It's just that it's getting more and more expensive. And so a lot of companies don't do any PR. And that's a real shame because almost any company can take advantage of getting free media exposure if they know how to do it. Um, the other option is hire a PR firm. And the problem with PR firms is that they're very expensive, right? It can cost anywhere from five to $10,000 a month, often with three-month retainers. You can be fifteen, thirty thousand $30,000 in with a PR firm and sometimes get little to no results. We think the whole PR agency um system is broken. Uh, we think there's a better way. A better way is to do it internally. Uh, just like most companies bring in most things internally, uh, whether it's uh, paid, you know, some companies do their paid marketing in-house, some people do their own social media content or content development. We think PR is yet another function of that and is one of the most powerful marketing tools. So why not bring it in-house? And a PR person in-house ends up being... Um it could be a full resource, right? Would it be a full department? I guess, depending on the size of the company, right? Yeah. At first, it, you know, there's three stages. And the first stage is if you're a small company with three or four people and you're just getting off the ground, that's when PR can be the most valuable, right? And that's where we teach early stage founders how to do it. And so uh, given a day a week, uh, initially, uh, you can get some pretty big PR targets. Yes, there's an investment in time, but if you're a new startup and you get featured in TechCrunch or Forbes or Inc., and it gets in front of the right audience at the right time with the right message, that can have a huge impact to the future of your business. Uh, later on, as the company scales, a director of marketing or a just a full-time marketing person can take over that operation and wear multiple hats. So PR doesn't have to be full-time. It could be part-time. But as we scaled as a company, we eventually ended up creating our own internal PR team. And that's because we were seeing the benefits, the direct benefits of it. The only downside to earn media and PR is the effects can be immediate when you get huge media hits, but often it's a long play, right? You're out there creating uh, credibility, brand exposure, inbound links, uh, up, you're, you're getting more traffic to your site, which results in better search engine placement. And that can take months to really, really see the full effects of doing this type of uh, PR, but the benefits can be massive and the proof is in the fact that I was able to build uh, an eight-figure business with little to almost no paid advertising. Uh, my co-founder, co sorry, I should say co-author, Cameron Harold, helped build um, uh, Got Junk, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, from around $3 million to over $179 million over six years using mostly free PR. So there's no wow. doubt that it works if you apply it properly. 
So a little selfish question, and I was I, as I was preparing for this interview, Adrian. I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a minute or two and really find out how would PR work for a podcaster like myself, given that some people look at me as media as well. Like, how would what would my next steps to grow my brand be? Well, I think you're doing the right thing. I mean, it, the interesting thing about podcasting is it's viral in itself. So uh, a perfect example is we're doing this interview. It's costing you nothing. It's not costing me anything. We're bringing value to our collective audience. In this case, it's your audience. But what, am I, what I'm going to do after this interview goes live is I'm going to share it with my network, and that's going to create exposure for you. So podcasts creating your own podcast, actually one of the most powerful ways to begin to generate almost like a viral effect to your media. It's viral by nature. Uh, other tools and hacks are things like creating a book. I wrote a book. And a book allows you to have instant authority, allows you to create an excuse to reach out to the media and do what we're doing right now, which is being interviewed on a podcast about the book. Um, every single tactic has a different advantage to it. And it really depends on the stage of your business. With with podcasting, the wonderful thing is you're telling other people's stories. And so it's very mm-hmm. not selfish by nature. And so people want to hear from other people's stories and learn. And you're always leading with value, right? As long as your podcast about teaching others how to do things, people will tune in, people will listen, and that will create more authority for you. No, thank you. I really appreciate that. And, and honestly, for those listening, I love this work, podcasting, learning from folks like Adrian, and 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 hopefully providing value to everyone listening out there. And and last question before I move on to the next topic, Adrian is and and I'd love to get your thoughts on this because it is maybe not selfish. The next step is because I have all this value that I provide is. You know, folks have told me, I have advisors, I have mentors like, Edwin, you need to be like a thought leader on like Forbes magazine now. Like, would that be some sort of strategy for someone, maybe not for me, but someone else in a similar position? Absolutely. I mean, getting getting not only articles written about your company and Forbes and Inc. and the entrepreneurs of the world is a great strategy. And even better strategy is to become a contributor to those publications. And that's where the publications actually lean on you to provide content on a semi or semi or regular basis to them for free. So an example would be if you're an expert in podcasting, then Forbes would have a monthly uh column that you would write and it would be about podcasting and the power of podcasting or in my case it would be uh, monthly articles on how to get more pr for your business it's a real win-win you're creating great content the publication is getting free content and the readers are getting to learn from your from your value the way that works though is always lead with what's in it for the audience so if you want to become a contributor to forbes there's really two ways you can reach out to the editors and say look i'm an expert at X. And I'm willing to write articles for you. Here's an example of an article that I've already written. Hopefully that article is published on your blog or whatever, has a lot of social signaling, meaning there's a lot of likes or comments, so it looks like it's popular. And then they look at the content, and if your content's good, you can actually get a regular column in Forbes and Unlike the advertisers, you won't have to pay for it. And unlike the advertisers, you won't be ignored. You will become the content. So that's the best strategy when you want to become a thought leader is how do you become a contributor to these publications? And that's something we cover in the course. Amazing, amazing. I'm I'm excited to check it out for sure, Adrian. Um, So just to shift gears, as I looked at your career, amazing career, and, and you did 
talk about it at the top. I mean, you've been a successful entrepreneur. You're a thought leader. You're an author now. You're sharing a lot of the insights that that you've learned growing, leading, scaling businesses. So I'd love it if you could share some examples, even one difficult decision that you had to make in your career that eventually allowed you to grow as a business leader. Well, I think as an entrepreneur, um, when you sign up to be an entrepreneur and a founder, you're signing up to put out a lot of fires. And so there's always going to be problems. If you're not a person that's a problem solver, you probably shouldn't be an entrepreneur. And in fact, I would argue that outside of being an entrepreneur, just being in business in general is about problem solving. It's also about knowing when to move on. So probably one of the biggest uh, hurdles that I overcame is after over a decade of you know bootstrapping and building a company into a very valuable company was having to really make the decision to move on, right? Go on and move on to newer things and push myself. Because if you stay doing the same thing, consistency is key and long-term play is key. But at some point, you do need to know when it's the right time to exit whatever project you're working on. And so um, that's been one of the biggest uh, hurdles that I come across is exiting my previous startup, going into the mode that I'm in now, which is transferring my knowledge and advising, and then possibly doing another startup in the near future. And, and so that was a hard decision. To leave something that you've been building for over a decade is a difficult hurdle, but it's necessary to grow. I mean, that's... Uh... A very particular example, and I really appreciate that I could relate to struggles like that in personally with my tech company and starting this podcast, but also for the listeners out there who may not be an entrepreneur. And I've heard it from past executives where maybe they get, you know, they've grown within an organization to senior management or even a C level and they're getting comfortable. Would that apply to them as well to switch and look for new endeavors? Well, yeah, and I think comfort is really the enemy of success, right? I mean, you, comfort is not good. You want to be constantly pushing yourself and learning and feeling like you're pushing the boundaries. And you don't have to leave a company to find that. You can often uh, change your role within the company or take on new and exciting projects within the company, but it's about a balancing act, right? Um, in some ways, consistency and just showing up every day for the battle and just being consistent is key to long-term success. But on the other hand, finding things that get you excited about going to work and creating things is also important. But you can't have shiny object syndrome where you're constantly creating new projects and not getting traction on your what got you there in the first place. So it really is a balancing act that I've always struggled with in my career. Being a serial entrepreneur, what I would do within the confines of Canvas Pop is we would launch new projects or we would invest into new side projects and things like that. Um, hopefully, though, the objective is when you're doing those types of things is don't get distracted. Don't forget what got you there and don't lose track of what's the most important thing in your business. Focus is critical. No, that's amazing. I appreciate you for sharing that. Adrian, I'm curious as, you know, being a serial entrepreneur and being an entrepreneur myself, you know, we're always constantly looking to improve. And like you said, put out fires. I'd love it if you could share some of the things that you are maybe currently doing, some of the things that you're consistent on that ensure that you are always continually growing and retooling and developing as, as a business leader. Well, I think it's really important to stay curious, right? And stay even humble and know what you don't know. And so really two of the best tools that I've found, uh, obviously are books. Reading a lot is very important. And we can talk about some of the books that I'm sort of currently on my bookshelf. But um, e-courses have been something 
more new for me. I didn't, I really never invested in e-courses previously. And um, yes, now I sell an e-course, but before that, I actually took an e-course about how to develop e-courses. And it wasn't inexpensive. It was actually a significant investment, but it was totally worth it. So now I'm really into e-courses because unlike books, e-courses go really deep into execution. And it almost feels like you have the person that's mentoring you or teaching you in the room with you. But you have the advantage of being able to take it at any time from anywhere. It also combines video, audio, and reading, as well as templates and tools. So it's, I think the new book is the e-course. And I think the, we're going to see more e-courses. We're going to see more companies relying on e-learning to uh, teach their employees. And as founders, wow, there's some amazing content out there that you can take that will hyper-accelerate your career or whatever project you're working on. Hey, how's it going? Quick question. Do you get inbox anxiety? You know that feeling when you open your email and you see countless of unread messages and you quickly close the app? I used to get that all the time until I found a system that allowed me to achieve inbox zero. So I'm really excited to share that I wrote a quick book to share the strategies and tools that I use to achieve Inbox Zero. And not only that, I provide fun challenges that give you accountability to help you achieve Inbox Freedom. Oh, by the way, did I mention that it's free? Yes, completely free. I wrote this for you. And no email is required. Simply go to my Facebook group at thebusinessleadership.com slash FB group or search for The Business Leadership Group directly in Facebook. Now let's get back to it. That's really interesting, e-courses. I actually never thought of that. And <laughs> congratulations, Adrian, you're the first person on my podcast, over 100 or so <laughs> interviews, who mentioned e-courses as a way to to upskill themselves. When it comes to e-courses, where are you finding it? Or is it just around specific topics? that you are you know, currently curious in? Well, there's a couple of different sources. I mean, um, there's a, a ton. Once you get down the rabbit hole of e-courses, there's a ton of them out there. Some of them are very credible and some of them are not. So you have to be careful about that. Um, one of the things is to do your research, right? If they have a Facebook group or reviews, go out there and look for reviews. If they don't have any reviews, ask for them and see if you can connect with some of their existing uh, clients. Um, for me, what I did is I found, if anyone out there is interested in developing an e-course, the best, and I'm not being paid to say this, the best program I've found is Sam Ovens, consulting.com. Uh, it's not inexpensive. I mean, it's almost $6,000, but it's a worthwhile investment. They really teach you how to build out a course, how to pre-market the course, pre-sell the course, and how to build the course, even how to scale up the course. So it's a, it's a truly worthwhile program that I've taken that I found uh, delivered ROI for me within 30 days. So there's not a lot of things out there I can say deliver that type of value and be able to tap into the expertise of somebody like Sam Evans. Uh, Sam Evans, um, shout outs to him for sure. So really, but you were specifically at your point of career looking for e-courses and it got you down this rabbit hole, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it started off with the book. The book was a side project that I started almost a year ago with Cameron. And then I started studying books and said, well, look, a book is great, but what type of follow-on service can we offer or platform behind the book to provide more value? And so we're exploring all sorts of different options. And my research led me to, well, the best authors have either masterminds, uh, but masterminds don't scale very well. You got to get people to travel and come to a physical location. And that didn't interest me. I wanted to find something that would allow me to scale my, my ideas and my processes globally over a digital platform. And that's how I learned about e-courses and eventually ended up developing my own. Oh, very cool. Well, and with that said, and I know that we were not devaluing books what are what is on your bookshelf or what, what are the current books that you're you're reading right now adrian well the book that i read finished reading most recently is play bigger by christopher lockheed a great great book it's really about becoming a category king in your marketplace and so how do you from the offset create a company that is designed to be the number one player in your space and that book is just makes you think bigger so i really loved play bigger and it resonated with me greatly that's a book i read in the in the past um currently on my bookshelf i've got um alter ego effect a uh, great book uh, by the same publisher that uh, published Free PR. Uh, it's a book about creating your own alter ego and how the the greatest sports people and athletes and and CEOs all have this sort of ability to create an alter ego for themselves. Now I haven't read the book yet; it's on my to read list. But also David Goggins can't hurt me. Also by the same publishing company that I'm on right now. Um, great two great titles that I'm excited to read, um, but. Uh, beyond that, <clears throat> the fourth title, probably the one that I got the most value from in my career, is The Purple Cow or Purple Cow by Seth Godin. And what that book, like Play Bigger, has in common is, is it teaches you how to stand out from the crowd, how to be a purple cow in a, in a crowd full of brown and white cows, how to be the purple cow in the marketplace and be remarkable. And the reason that's so important is when you have a remarkable company, a company that stands out, Life's just so much easier, right? You get more media, you're able to easily differentiate from all your stagnant competitors, and you're able to really, really stand out in the, in the crowd. And so Purple Cow had a, had a deep and significant impact in the way that I think. No, that's great. Well, thank you for sharing. And yeah, Purple Cow is a great book. And I, and I had the fortunes of interviewing Seth Godin as well on this podcast and let I, him I share that. some. Really yeah. impressive that you got that. He's, a, he's a, definitely somebody that I look up to greatly. No, he's awesome. I'm, you know, looking up to people. I love how you segue right into my next question. I don't know, um, but I'm wondering if you could name a person within your within your life career uh, who had an, a tremendous impact on you, Adrian. Someone who helped you become a business leader. I mean, it could be someone you know you don't know, past, present, any any job. Anyone come to mind? Yeah, well, I would say Cameron Harold, my co-author of free PR had a huge impact in my career over the last decade. Uh, we originally hired um, Cameron as our coach for our business. We had hit a um, million dollars very quickly in revenue with our first company, DNA 11. Uh, but kind of 
were stagnating. We weren't, we weren't able to grow much past that because we had just hit the maximum capacity that we could output. And so what happened with Cameron, he came in as a coach. He helped us break all of our systems and recreate them and create systems that would scale. And we started doubling our revenue year over year over year uh, until we hit eight figures in sales. So th- he had a tremendous impact, not only on our, our mentality and creating systems and understanding how to scale a business, but to the bottom line. And fast forward 10 years later, he's now my co-author in a book called Free PR. So it's kind of ironic, I guess, that we started off with that sort of uh, mentor-mentee relationship, and now we're co-authors. Uh, but Cameron has had a tremendous impact, and I suggest you check him out. He has an organization uh, called the COO Alliance. That's for companies with $5 million or more in revenue, where the second-in-command, the COO, can can go the, to his masterminds and learn from Cameron. He, he's a truly inspirational and highly intelligent individual who knows how to scale companies better than most. Awesome. I will definitely check him out. It's uh, Cameron... Um, sorry, what's this? I mean, Cameron Harold, C A M E R O N, and then Harold is H E R O L D, and that's C O O Alliance. Awesome. Adrian, with this podcast, what I'm loving to learn and share is maybe some efficiency hacks or systems that, that you maybe recently learned or something that really made a shift in terms of how you operate as a business leader, as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, this is probably something a lot of people are already aware of, but had a tremendous impact in me, especially now that I'm back to being a sort of a solo entrepreneur and doing advisory and consulting work. My time has become more valuable than ever. So here's a couple of hacks. The first one is time blocking. Um, Time blocking, if you're not aware of it, is where you assign certain blocks of time in your calendar to certain tasks, not urgent tasks, but tasks that are more strategically important. So for example, if I want to be able to sign more partnerships, then I need to assign a time block to that. So I'll do one hour of partnership outreach every morning between 8 and 9 a.m. And I will put it in my calendar so that it's blocked out. That means nobody can schedule meetings with me at that time. I'll shut off my phone and all my social media notifications so that I can truly focus on that task. Um, so, so time blocking is really important. And time blocking includes working out. It could include sleeping. I like to schedule everything in a box. So that way my days are kind of pre-planned out for me. And I'm not constantly in a mode where I'm just looking to work on the most urgent things. I'm also thinking long-term. So time blocking. Um, another big thing is, and Edward, I'm sure you can relate to this, as you become a more and more successful entrepreneur, the wonderful thing is people start to seek you out for help, right? They want your, your time. They want your mentorship. The old, um, can I pick your mind over coffee email? And I probably mm-hmm. get three of those a day. And I'm not exaggerating. Every single day, three emails or messages inbound. Hey, can we just pick your brain? So what I did is I signed up for Clarity. And this is a perfect solution for, for people who want to help other entrepreneurs, but who don't have a ton of time to spare. And so with Clarity, what I do is I assign a certain value to my time per minute. And when people come to me for mentorship, I usually say I'm open to it. Here's my Clarity link. I'm $8 a minute, but there's people on there that are $1 a minute. It doesn't matter. And I say, look, if you want to pick my brain, let's stay. It does two things. One, it forces the person who wants to use your time to put value on your time. Right. And so immediately, if they're not willing to pay a couple bucks a minute or whatever you want to charge per hour, 
they probably don't value your time that much, right? And it's kind of lets them be the one that says, well, I don't want to pay for it. So I'm not, I'm not going to schedule a meeting. So it forces people to put value on your time, but it also keeps the meetings very short, concise, and focused because they're paying for it. And it still allows you as an entrepreneur to be able to help people when and if they really truly need it. So that's the other second hack is if you want to help entrepreneurs set up an account on Clarity FM and send people there whenever it's non-urgent or it's not related to your business, just send them to Clarity and make them schedule the time around your schedule and charge them a few dollars for it so they put value on your time. I love those tips. Thank you for sharing, Adrian. Fun question. If I were to ask any of your uh, team members, I guess past, present, colleagues, stakeholders, peers, what's the best leadership quality that you possess? What do you think they would say? I think they would say positive energy. And, um, you know, that that goes a long way, right? As a leader, uh, people often look to you uh, to figure out, you know, their energy levels. Like it's contagious, right? When you have a leader who is excited, enthusiastic, passionate, that can only bleed downwards, right? It, it, or across the company, if you want to look at it that way. And so one of the things I have, I won't say that I'm the best leader in the world in many ways because I'm always learning and trying to become a better leader. But one thing that I think I've always brought to the table is passion and energy that hopefully is contagious to my team members and to the people who've worked with me in the past. That's great. Adrian, what else is going on? I know, I know we talked about so many things. Um, you got an exciting book that just recently came out, but do you have any other special projects, initiatives, anything fun that, that you're like super excited about? Maybe something that <laughs> you're losing sleep over. You know, I'm looking for that. I mean, I am passionate right now about helping companies with their PR, with the PR bootcamp. I, I love it. I get to interact with so many great companies and advise so many great companies. Uh, that's really where all my energy is focused right now, but I'm constantly on the lookout for really cool companies that I can help, uh, ideas. I'm in that blank canvas stage, which is a real blessing. Like there's no better stage as an entrepreneur to be able to be in that state where you have open opportunities, you're looking for exciting things. Um, there is one thing that I'm working on that's interesting is um, I've taken a equity position in a uh, publicly traded shell company and now looking for great companies to help IPO. So that's going to be a sort of a fun side project that I haven't told anybody about. You're the first to hear about, but we have a public traded shell company on the Toronto Stock Exchange that we want to find a good good company for, for it to, uh, to take on to that, that shell company and help them go public. So that's an exciting side project. Amazing. Well, anything we could do to help, let us know. And or if there's any announcements, Adrian, be sure to keep us in the loop. But before we end, and I'm loving our conversation, I'm, I loved where we went with it. I'd love it if you could share any thoughts, observations, ideally, some type of action items that you could share to the growing business leader entrepreneur who is listening today. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about PR because that's really what the focus of this conversation is about. There is one hack that I think anybody can do out there tomorrow if they wanted to. And I call it the reverse media lookup or the reverse media search. And more specifically, it's around reviews. Okay, so let me talk to you about that. If any type of product you're selling, um, let's just say you have a service that sells uh, voice voice IP, voice over IP solutions, phone systems like uh, Slingshot, as an example. Um, well, you have a lot of competitors out there who have probably already had reviews, right? And so here's the idea. You want to do a reverse search on what people are most likely to look for the day or days before they purchase your product. So in the case of a, a phone service or a voice over IP service, that's a 
web-based, they might be looking for best VoIP service, for example, right? If you're selling an app that, like, for example, an expense app, like Expensify or an app that lets you track your expenses, they might search for best expense apps, right? This, these types of searches. These are the searches that people do, you know, when they're ready to buy. Pretty much they're looking for reviews and want to make a final decision. When you go to Google, you do that search, and you look at what comes up that's editorial. So not your competitors, but, you know, what is CNET Magazine saying? What is ZDNet saying? What is TechCrunch saying? What is Inc. Magazine doing? What are the roundups and reviews that are out there? And whichever ones don't mention you, you simply want to reach out to those uh, journalists, and the name is often right in the article, and whoever did the review, and you say, look, I noticed you did a roundup on voice over IP services. Uh, I noticed we're not listed. Here's what we do and why we're different or better. Right. And you say, I'd love to give you a free trial of our software so that you can include us in your next roundup or even update this roundup to include us. If you do that 50 times, you're going to get a handful of uh, people saying, yeah, we'd love to include you. And the best part is those reviews already have high search engine visibility. That's where people are going for third party impartial reviews for something they're looking for. They are ready to buy. So if you can get yourself mentioned in that article, you're going to see immediate search engine uh, ranking, uh, link juice, if you will. You're going to see immediate traffic from qualified buyers. So I call it the reverse media lookup or reverse media search with reviews. Amazing way to get qualified traffic to your site. Wow. That just, uh, you know, mind explosion, Adrian. I really grateful and I appreciate that tip specifically for Slingshot, uh, VoIP. Um, but thank you for that. And I hope for those who are listening that you're going to be doing that for your business, whether you're the founder or someone within the organization. Adrian, to close, can you tell us where we can find more information about you, your book, or anything else you'd like to share with us today? I always close off with one call to action. And the one call to action is go to freeprbook.com. There you can add me on LinkedIn. You can schedule a call with me if you want some advice on clarity. And if you go to the bottom, you can sign up for PR Bootcamp and get more information there. So freeprbook.com, that's the one place you need to go and would love to connect with you. Adrian, again, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. It was awesome. Thanks for having me. That's it, biz leaders. Thank you for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast, episode 105 with Adrian Salomanovich. If you want to learn more about Adrian, his free PR book, or anything else we discussed, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 105. Please join me on my Facebook group where I will discuss this episode, answer your questions, and connect you with other like-minded business leaders. Simply search for the Business Leadership Group directly in Facebook. Lastly, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your podcast today. Thank you again. Edwin signing off. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. Okay.